You're listening to Berlin Psychoanalytic Podcast. This episode is part of our series on attachment theory. Origins of Attachment with Dr. Alexander Dmitrievich. Attachment theory is in a way alien for psychoanalytic traditions and historically it was a very unusual development in the early 1950s. The basic reason for this is that both psychoanalytic and behavioristic theories were focused on many different things, but not on love. As an important British psychoanalyst, Ian Satie, wrote in the middle 1930s, there was a certain taboo and tenderness in the history of psychoanalysis where people were focused on drives, on sexuality, on aggression, on what Freud and Melanie Clyde believed were innate, biological, very powerful forces, but not on how and why people would love one another, not how mothers express tenderness to their children, why children love their mothers, and such stuff. So the appearance of John Bowlby and the attachment theory had the only predecessors in some papers written in Budapest in the 1920s and early 1930s, where Shandor Ferenczi and Imre Hermann wrote about the importance of love, on welcoming the child as it is born in this cold and cruel world, and on the so-called clinging instinct. And until the end of his career as author, Bowlby acknowledged this indebtedness to the so-called Budapest School of Psychoanalysis. When it comes to Bowlby's development toward the attachment theory, there are a couple of moments that are extremely important to mention. One of them is that he was an exceptionally good student preparing to become a natural scientist, most probably neurophysiologist. And then all of a sudden he switched, moved to London and became a psychoanalyst. And this natural science background and the focus on Darwin as his first intellectual hero, and not Freud, will remain very important throughout his career. The second very important moment is his supervision with Melanie Klein. At one moment, Bowlby, as he claims himself, suggested to Melanie Klein that he should visit the mother of a child patient of his who was hospitalized. And Melanie Klein told him that he mustn't do that because psychoanalysts, quote-unquote, are not interested in parents, but only in mental representations of parents. And I assume Bowlby, as a young supervisee, couldn't protest against that very strongly. But then the attachment theory will exactly be built on this premise, that actual parents in interpersonal relationships are extremely important, and the attachment theory will go, to a large extent, I believe, to the opposite direction of the Kleinian theory. During the 1940s, Bowlby worked a lot with children who were raised in dysfunctional families or without parents, like juvenile thieves, and he wrote a book for the United Nations about the maternal care. Already at this time, until the year 1950, he is focused on children in the context on children in the family, on developing family therapy at Tavistock, 
and he refuses, I think intellectually and clinically, to observe a person, be it an adult patient or a child patient, in isolation from what is going on around them. During the 1950s, Bowlby started developing collaboration with people coming from different traditions. Very probably because he couldn't find many persons to develop dialogue inside the world of psychoanalysis. Probably the most important ones were people from the tradition of ethology, so people who were observing animals in their natural habitats, so that he could learn how animals really develop and how adults take care of their youngsters. Another source of, of huge inspiration were the experiments done by Harry Harlow, American social behaviorist who worked at the University of Ann Arbor in Michigan in a lab where he studied social relationships among monkeys and primates. And Harlow experiments, which are among the most famous in the history of psychology, uh, started in the 1950s. And then some people, I believe still coordinated by Steve Suomi, work on them decades later. And they have produced unbelievably important results. And they have caused demonstrations by people who fight for animal rights. Because the basis of the experiments was to separate young rhesus monkeys from their parents, their mothers, and observe how they will develop later on. Harlow published a paper, The Nature of Love Simplified in which he used a very simple experimental design to basically test both psychoanalytic and behavioristic approaches to what he called love. He made two artificial mothers, one with cloth, another one only made of wire, and put a bottle of milk on the wire one. His basic premise was that if food, feeding, drives, was the most important, then young monkeys will go to the wire one, which did not offer anything but food. If this hypothesis, the Freudian and behavioristic one, was wrong, the youngsters would go to the cloth mother because she offered warmth and pleasurable skin-to-skin -skin contact. Very soon it became obvious that the youngsters would go to the cloth mother 20 times more often or spend 20 times more time with her. Their photographs, very telling in my, in my impression, of the youngsters on the cloth mother and then just sucking milk for a couple of seconds from the wire mother and returning to the cloth mother. For Bowlby, this was a huge inspiration and in the early stages of the development of the attachment theory, the theory revolves around the Harlow insights to a large extent. Bowlby started developing a theory about the motivational system that is based deep in the unconscious, that is very powerful and organizes our behavior to a huge extent, and that is not based on either sexuality or any form of aggression. Bowlby's attachment theory was from the very beginning 
based on evolutionary considerations. And Bowlby believed that the most important motivational system was the issue of security. Having in mind that this system evolved hundreds of thousands or millions of years ago, we always need to think about the huge number of sources of danger that existed in nature back then, when our early predecessors were raising children without kindergartens or warm water or antibiotics or diapers or anything. So to lose a child could happen very easily. And it was necessary to care about them in these very difficult conditions when predators were everywhere or cold and other problems. Bowlby also believed that infants of human species are so helpless because of this very strange idea that happened probably out of nowhere in our evolutionary history that we decided to walk upright, which made the pregnancy shorter and which made the human infants being born so early and so completely dependent. So his theory is based on the description of this system. These super-dependent infants need to initiate the attachment system in the adults, and the adult must do something to help the infant survive. There will be time for sexuality, there will be time for aggression, but if we think evolutionary, first we need to survive. Thank you for listening. For more content, subscribe to our podcast or find us on our YouTube channel. Psychoanalysis should be free.